Hi, my name is Annie Grossman, and I'm a dog trainer. This podcast is brought to you by School for the Dogs, a Manhattan-based facility I own and operate along with some of the city's finest dog trainers. During this podcast, we'll be answering your questions, geeking out on animal behavior, discussing pet trends, and interviewing industry experts. Welcome to School for the Dogs podcast. Hey, everyone. I am here today with a wonderful photographer whose name is Andrea Castanon. You might know her by her business's name. Her business is called Bowie Shoots. Bowie is the name of her rescue dog. Andrea, it is so good to see you. You too. Didn't know the next time would be virtual. I know. I know. So um, I'm so excited to be talking to you. Um, well, I, Andrea, I would really love to talk to you about how you got into doing what you, uh, what you do. Uh, and then I want to talk about how you're working currently, which I think is really interesting. But uh, yeah, it's maybe, all evolved. It's so, it's so cool. It's so cool. You, you're, you're a hero to me. Um, but, um, but, uh, I, I, I want to maybe just describe how you came into the, my life or how you came to school from the dogs from my perspective. So for years, uh, we have had this like, kind of like school theme to school for the dogs, kind of like, like playful sort of retro, like decorations and just a vibe and theme of like old school school (laughs) to put it like if you have trying to think of like how I would describe it to like someone who like doesn't know about us or hasn't been to our studio like um just old chalkboards but also photos that are kind of like a retro throwback to uh school days as you know adults today might have experienced school um in like a fun playful way and so um years and years ago uh I think even before we opened up our first storefront location we got a big um like laser photo background made and we started having um our graduates pose in front of this laser background photo like kind of something like from the 90s and we were always just like doing it with our cell phones and it was never like particularly thought out but it was kind of like just a fun silly thing that we did and I I kept thinking like we should go farther with this like it would be cool to like actually have more sort of styled like school photo kind of photos um, that we could take of graduates or puppies or whatever just to kind of go with this theme and I couldn't really figure out like just like how to make that happen it was just kind of an idea and like while this was like percolating in my brain uh, I guess on Instagram I saw that there was this photographer doing these like adorable photos that were like yearbook photos of dogs like dogs posed in the same kind of pictures that that you would see for like little kids school photos so I reached out to Andrea and I was like you are doing what I've been wanting to do and you're doing such a great job of it. Uh, So I contacted you and that continues to be kind of 
kind of one of your specialties, but but I've talked enough. <laughs> Why don't you talk a little bit about how what you do and and how you started to do it, and then we can we can get into talking more about what you're about the new iteration of your work. The changes, yeah. yeah. No, that was exactly what happened, which is crazy on my side. So I was working um, as a retoucher in the fashion industry for about 10 years. Um, and I was kind of burnt out and looking for a way to give back to the rescue community and just a way to give back. Did you study photography in school? Yeah, so my original goal was to be a fashion photographer. Um, and then I got into retouching um, and I just... What, kind, what were you doing as a retoucher? So any campaigns that you would see, billboards, in magazines, um, editorials, so like work in Vogue and Elle and Harper's Bazaar, like it was, it was great. Creatively, I was challenged and I loved my work, but I just didn't have, my heart wasn't in it. So it was your job to like make people look thinner? The whole Shazam, like no pimples, no wrinkles in the shirt. So I mean, creatively it was fun. I love, I used to paint when I was uh, younger, like do charcoal and things. So I love looking at still life and like really breaking apart an image. But then Bowie came into my life and yeah, I just wanted to become more involved. So I, my obsession with Bowie started, I was taking his photographs all the time and retouching them really like enhanced like silly and to the point where I would take a human photograph. Friends who also had dogs were like, oh, I want that or, you know, you should offer that to more people. Um, so I opened it up to kind of like free sessions to kind of brainstorm where this could go and how I could um, help the dog community with it. And then that's how we met was I somehow got in touch with a student of yours and then she put me like she put us in touch um through like a dog friend of a dog mm -hmm. friend of a dog friend so how did you come up with the idea of going in the direction of like kitschy school photos so i used to before college um i used to be a yearbook photographer like in high school <laughs> and i loved it um, and then I did it after high school. I did it for like elementary school. So I'd actually do the kitschy like pose, smile. Um, and I started doing that for Bowie because he's like my child and kind of like seeing his progression through the years and his personality come through. Um, so I thought that it kind of just like came together mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. dogs are so much like our children now. When did you realize that this could actually be a career for you because part part of what I like to do with the podcast is talk to people who have careers relating to pets that nobody would have imagined because because <laughs> I know that like I used to think like if you wanted to work with dogs you had to be a vet and that was basically about it no totally I did not think this would kind of snowball like it did the beautiful snowball um but yeah it was a weekend kind of um fundraiser project passion project of mine and then as soon as it started becoming um, bigger than just a weekend project that's when I wanted to dedicate more time um, and I started focusing my energy on really creating beautiful yearbook pictures so people could blow them up as big as they wanted or um, print them and frame them so they can hold up just like children's yearbook pictures, mm -hmm. um, human children. Um, and once the ball started rolling and I just 
kind of let it take on its life. Um, I got in contact with um, Annenberg Pet Space in California. So it started popping up in various cities. And that's when I knew, okay, I need to give this my 100% and just see what happens, see where it takes Mm me. What were the reactions that you were getting from people that you were giving the photos to or people who saw your work? Uh, So far, everybody loves it. I mean, I really want to put out beautiful, beautiful portraits. And I think that people respect that, especially now where everything's taken on a phone and you forget to print them or sometimes they're blurry in your phone and you don't realize it when you go to print it. So I think um, people are really falling in love with the quality and just the kind of the, you can run wild with your imagination as far as like, I'm offering more backgrounds now, seasonal. Mm -hmm. Right, so talk a little bit about about what your process is. I know you don't wanna give too much away, but when somebody comes to one of your shoots, do they tell you what they want and how do you how do you orchestrate the shoot and i should mention for those who don't know andrea shoots regularly at school for the dogs pretty much like once a month uh in our little back studio and and i can say you do a lot without a lot of space but but, but, but yes it's great um i try to run them very similar to our human yearbook pictures from back in the day so um the only difference is that it's not in a big open space where dogs and their humans are kind of like coming in and out. It's it's very private um, and comfortable for everybody involved because mm-hmm. I know it's a bit different. Um, but pets come um, dressed in whatever outfits they want to showcase. Um, and they're allowed up to two outfit changes. Um, so the time each session is about 20 minutes and that gives them time to get comfortable in the space and sniff out all the smells. And they don't have to wear an outfit at all, right? Yeah, it's totally optional. Do you bring, do you bring, you have some props and things that you bring as well? Yep, I have Mm -hmm. some um, bandanas and I started collecting sunglasses to (laughs) have on set, Um, different things like bunny ears for Easter. So yeah, I definitely have some things just in case parents forget or maybe they change their mind on whim Mm -hmm. on site and you control your space very carefully that's interesting that you 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 have to think about that with a dog like you don't want them to have a big space to run around in no you definitely want them focused and um i've learned a lot being at school for the dogs um just thinking trying to think how they think and Mm -hmm. making it um, an easy process for them to Um, kind of grasp and having the target area easy for them to understand Mm -hmm. so it's nothing overwhelming there's no crazy tricks that people need to already have taught them Um, it's just a sit and stay and Mm -hmm. even that it's not really required if it's a puppy or something we can work we can work with well I know you you shoot often on the climb platforms that we use and you often shoot also on uh like the training mats that we use so I imagine that like dogs who've already been doing training with us are probably pretty good at knowing what to do when they get on get on those platforms Uh, but even those who don't you shoot pretty quickly it seems so yeah it's Mm -hmm. kind of they don't have the longest attention span and I also Mm -hmm. don't want 
to create so much pressure that it stresses them out. Mm -hmm. um, it should be a fun, lighthearted experience mm -hmm. for everyone. Um, so, which is a, a nice thing actually about your work is that like you do get dogs looking happy, and so often they're in photos of dogs that might be cute photos. I see dogs like licking their lips, for example, which is often a sign of stress or yawning, and like those are like two cute things to photograph, but they don't actually indicate like happy dog <laughs> yeah and that's definitely I don't want to portray like fake happiness um, um I've had instances where dogs were extremely uncomfortable and usually the first image I take kind of before they get stunned um I'll just use that and photoshop whatever I can from there I don't want to overwhelm them with the light and the camera and me as a stranger um so it's definitely in their comfort zone mm -hmm. And what about um, backgrounds? So you should tell, let's talk about what you sh how you shoot the photo and then the backgrounds that you use. Do, do people pick their own backgrounds? Yeah. So typically at the events, um, I have the option of the graduation blue background, which is um, we have a graduation like gown for the ladies if they wanted <laughs> to um, have it on. And then the graduation caps. Um, Tie, black ties for the gentlemen. So everything is um, photographed against a gray background and then put in Photoshop. Um, mm -hmm. That way the sessions also still go quickly. Uh, and then they have the option of the laser background, which is um, more casual, usually jean jacket kind of vibe. In the future, if they wanted to update that to a spring background or a summer background, I still have the ability to because it's all photographed against gray. Tell me now about what you're doing now. So, I mean, I would think most people would imagine that photographers are, are suffering right now because it's especially people who focus on portraits since you can't meet up with people and their dogs, etc. But it kind of seems like you have figured out how to use this moment to your advantage. Am I, am I wrong? <laughs> well, I, I kind of navigated my way through um, the tears <laughs> the initial, um, you know, blunt realization that I couldn't host events anymore. Um, and it kind of also happened in a way organically where I was really looking forward to seeing the cherry blossoms this year and having a photo shoot like scheduled with Bowie and the whole thing, but that didn't happen. Well, you should mention that you live in, you live near DC. Yes, so <laughs> I'm in Virginia now. So where, you had ideas of shooting him with the cherry blossoms? Yeah, this is a personal, total personal like mm -hmm. vision that I had. And since that no longer could happen, I was gonna Photoshop a spring background and have my, my dream portrait that way. Um, and then that got me thinking of yeah, I can't host these events and um, I'm putting a pause on the typical school portraits with the lasers and the blue and graduation. But maybe there's a way that um, parents can still enjoy these photographs um, outdoors, uh, creating it just like in a virtual sense. Uh, so phones have amazing capabilities now and everybody kind of knows generally how to snap a great portrait. Um, so I kind of just put together kind of a, a a guideline of how best to shoot to photograph your pet and then I still use a lot of photoshopping um, to enhance that photograph 
and sharpen it a bit more and bring out the, their eyes and take out any peanut butter in their beards. So there's still a lot of Photoshopping involved. It's just kind of switched a little bit. And you're putting them on new backgrounds. I thought, I thought you were doing this a lot with photos, though, that you've already taken. Yep, that too. So it's both options. Um, I kind of, I felt for all the people that um, had envisioned the events happening in their cities, which I had a, a lot of plans to come into new cities and partner with new um, locations. But I didn't want to close it off to only people who had previously had sessions with us. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So this way everyone is involved and it's a fun activity to do with your dog to set up a little photo shoot and um, still be able to enjoy high resolution images. And these, the phone taken photographs are four by six or five by seven is like the best quality that you can blow them up to be printed. Um, so it's not as high quality as, you know, what I would shoot on site, but it's a memory. Um, if anything, it's a memory of the time that we're living in now. I think it's, I think it's, it's excellent. You're right. It's like a fun thing people can do with their dogs. That can't make it outdoors right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're also going to be able to reach people who might never be able to come to any of your events. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you see continuing to offer this kind of thing once quarantine is over? Um, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure. I would probably need help at that point um, for the editing part, um, mm -hmm. just because the events take a lot of time to plan and to um, execute and then to come home and edit everything out. I'm not sure I'll have the time to take everything on at once. Mm -hmm. um, but the, FOSS, the free foster weekend that I had last weekend um, was a lot of fun. And hopefully I can do something like that in the future. What was that? So I had open sessions on my website that were free to foster to families who are fostering a pet. Um, and it's the same kind of session where they would take a picture on their phone and I would edit it. Oh, okay. I saw this happening on your Instagram account, but I didn't realize that that's what it was. Interesting. I thought you were going, I, I guess I pictured you were going to shelters, but that's not what you were doing. No. Okay. okay so, so, so you reached out to people fostering dogs and said, hey, I want to help you get some exposure for this dog. Yeah, exactly. And create really nice pictures for dogs that sometimes the families are also busy themselves and don't know um, kind of the best lighting or, you know, snap a picture and I can maybe like, you know, brighten it up and pop his eyes and make sure it's just like the, mm -hmm. the best picture for his or her profile. So you did that and how, what was the response like? It's been great. Um, the families have really enjoyed it and I'm hopeful that I can, um, I don't know, have more exposure for, the, for each dog. I'm open to cats as well. In events, I, I typically don't have cats um, come in just because I'm not super familiar with all their triggers and their comfort um, zones. But in this way, cats are totally able to have their photograph taken also in the comfort of their home. I think, I think you've opened up some, some new markets for yourself that, that are going to serve, serve you well. 
What what have been some of the the challenges that you've faced in starting your own pet related business? Would you say it's a gamble to go one hundred percent into anything like this? Um, I mean, what we're dealing with now, I nobody saw coming, and I didn't. I don't know. I didn't see events completely coming to a halt and everything changing to virtual. Um, but I think in freelancing in the fashion world, that kind of helped me go with the flow and roll with the punches. So I give myself, you know, days to be sad or angry or frustrated. But at the end of the day, it's you just got to keep going. You just got to try something new or try, you know, another way of looking at it um, or be open to opinions or advice. Um, so it's definitely a roll with the punches kind of <laughs> career yeah. choice. Well, I feel like I've also watched you work to both like streamline your process, like from a business side and also um, focus as much of your attention as possible on, on what you want to be doing. Did yeah. That's, that's accurate? accurate. No, definitely. Um, it's, it's been growth all around as a person, as a business person and as a company um, and making sure at the end of the day, I started this to help the rescue community and try and do my best in helping dogs wherever it, whether it's New York or California um, and just coming back to that at the end of the day, which is where these free foster sessions um, idea came from. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Thanks. You do donate part of your money too, also to to uh, to foster groups in general, or yeah, which ones do you do? You... Social teas in uh, East Village is mm -hmm. dear to my heart, just because that's how I found Bowie, and mm -hmm. they've been mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and then I, I work with different local ones. So in Chicago, in LA, San Francisco, each city I go to, I try and work with a local um, nonprofit in that area um, and donate a portion of the proceeds, which is generally about $300 um, each time I visit a city. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. since I am obviously not, um, I can't donate that much with this kind of given the mm -hmm. state, mm -hmm. um, that's where the free foster sessions mm -hmm. also came in, where I wanted a way to give back um, since I don't, I can't give back um, in donations at this time. So this month, um, I'm actually working with Family First, which is an organization that helps um, the homeless community um, in this kind of time of craziness. Okay. Next month, I'll be um, back to donating to Social Tees. Do you ever do photos now that are beyond beyond dogs? Um, beyond mm -hmm. dogs, I've photographed cats mm -hmm. um, and my first turtle or tor tortoise. <laughs> I'm sorry, tortoise. <laughs> Super exciting. Um, that was in LA, and he was actually great. He was like the perfect model because he gave me all the <laughs> angles slowly. <laughs> And he was super easy to work with. <laughs> Shout out to Rocket Larry. Has that been your, your weirdest or funniest shoot? Yes. Um, <laughs> and he opened the door to other pet tortoises that I had no idea was a community. So I can't wait to photograph 
more tortoises. Um, and I've got my um, heart set on a pig at some point. Oh, I know there's one in pig. East Village. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, there are a couple. Yeah. Has that been your, your weirdest or funniest shoot? Um, no, <laughs> I think the funniest has been Halloween, seeing people come in with their costumes. <laughs> um, any, any major high points that you never foresaw? I didn't see my work ever going on Access Hollywood. That was a huge, right. huge thing. That, and um, New York One? Yes, and mm -hmm. New York One News. Those two things were like the biggest highlights of my year. I just like couldn't believe it. And <laughs> yeah, then afterwards, really I was awesome. just like crying. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, now people who see that kind of thing will be able to maybe work with you even if they're not coming to you for, for a shoot um, because of your, your online presence. Well, let's finish off. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Bowie and the training that you've been doing with Bowie? Because I've, I've been seeing some of your videos. Yeah, that was my focus uh, once all of this craziness happened um, to cheer myself up and to mentally stimulate, have him mentally stimulated. Um, so we started with, uh, what was our first one? I think the first one was just the puzzles that we bought at School for the Dogs. Um, and then from there, I took him away from the puzzles. And he, so the door to my room um, closes, and then he whines and cries at it for me to come open it He's when you. he wants to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, I put a rope on um, the handles and have, now he can open the door by himself. He can just pull it. And then he would leave the door wide open. So I now have taught him to close <laughs> the door on, on his way out. So the, that's the biggest one that I've um, conquered with him. But So I'm, great. Other than that, uh, I bought a small hula hoop so he can do jump training. And, uh, well, it also looks like, yeah, you've been doing some sort of, like, indoor agility. Yeah, yeah just from what I've seen <laughs> at School for the Dogs. Like, you guys have taught me everything. Any suggestions for people taking photos of their dogs now or wherever? Window light is your friend. That's okay. the, the number one thing, um, to just create really soft, nice light. Um, just have your dog face the window and be on the side of the window and have that beautiful light hit your dog. Um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, I think just try and keep positive in this crazy time um, and do things that spark joy. Well, question, question about uh, taking photos of dogs. Do you have any specific weird noises you make or do you use like squeaky toys? Mm -hmm. I've tried a few. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a bunch of squeakers that I bought on Amazon that are a big pack of like 50 squeakers. Squeakers work really well. Some dogs are too triggered by squeakers and it drives them crazy. So um, there's also this cat toy that I purchased that's just um, like crinkle balls of like, I don't know, some sort of like kind of wrapping paper kind of noise. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just crinkle that noise. Sometimes dogs think it's like a treat bag. Mm -hmm. So that's a good noise to also make. Um, also, I call their name in every kind of pitch that you can think of. <laughs> um, and yeah, one of those noises usually works. Sometimes I'm completely silent. Let's, just hear, kind of let let's them... hear your weirdest get, getting a dog attention noise. I'll give you mine. You give me yours. 
Um, I think the one that works with Bowie is just like, <laughs> a high pitched meow gets him every time. I find I do the same noises with my daughter now with my dog. Okay. I go like, yeah, the higher the pitch. <laughs> yeah, so much of it's out pitch. Yeah, and I started taking pictures like on the sidewalk, just like of Bowie and people. I think in well, where I live now in Virginia, they're not used to this kind of dog attention. So a lot of people like stop in their cars and stare at us, like, "What are they doing?" Because I'm like waving and making noises, and Bowie has like bunny ears on his head or something crazy <laughs> or sunglasses on whereas in new york city people are just like yeah yeah <laughs> people are like oh that's just a crazy dog lady oh i like making like trill sounds like <laughs> oh i need us to try that this whole conversation really was just an excuse to <laughs> make to, sounds to hang out with you and make funny sounds yeah <laughs> All right, Andrea, I think you're awesome. I'm so glad that, that we've been able to work together. Yeah, I'm so appreciative of you allowing me to come photograph at the school and us working together for so long. Like, yeah, it's been incredible. You can learn more about Andrea on her website, bowieshoots.com, or on Instagram, where she is at bowieshoots. Special offer for listeners of this episode we printed up some cute stickers that say train your dog without pain using your brain if you'd like one go to schoolforthedogs.com slash brain sticker and i will mail you one completely free of charge thanks so much for listening you can support School for the Dogs podcast by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, telling your friends, and shopping in our online store. Learn more about School for the Dogs and sign up for lots of free training resources on our website, schoolforthedogs.com.